Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From our virtual newsroom, welcome to our roundtable today. I'm Chris Ellery, senior reporter with the Bucks County Courier Times and the Intelligencer. We're talking about mail-in ballot reform, ballot drop boxes, security, and election integrity with a panel of elected officials and local advocates. With me today, I have Bucks County Commissioner, Vice Chairman, and Chair of the Board of Elections, Bob Harvey, Commissioner uh, and Board Ele- Elections Board member, Gene DiGirolamo, uh, and also previously the House's uh, 18th uh, State dist- uh, State House District in Ben Salem, State Senator Steve Sanicero, representing the 10th District, which covers most of the county, and Bonnie Chang, Doylestown resident and chair of, voter, of local voter accessibility advocates group, Bucks Voices. Thank you all for joining us here today. And we're going to start, I guess, with uh, with Bonnie here. Uh, Bonnie, the group Bucks Voices has been leading a, uh, a charge for, for months to get the county to expand its drop boxes, which uh, officials did recently, upping up to a total of 11 uh, ballot drop boxes. These are a popular alternative uh, for people worried that the U.S. Postal Service won't deliver their ballots in a timely fashion on Election Day. Um, But one of the things that I think we haven't talked much about is uh, Bucks County has has more security, it seems, uh, regarding its uh, uh, drop boxes uh, than any other county. I know that's an issue for, for you. So let's start there. What is the security issue that you see discussed by the county and and what are your thoughts on? Okay, well, thank you, Chris, and uh, good morning, everyone. Um, In terms of um, the mail-in ballot, uh, before we jump into the security, I just want to state that uh, since Act 77, a bipartisan bill that was passed um, and implemented, started to be implemented in 2020, we saw like 30, 40% of the voters started to do vote by mail. And so as a county, and I'm, you know, and I'm very happy about uh, our board of election, that they realized that they have to start shifting their resources. Before a hundred percent of resources were used for um, in-person voting, like the 308 precincts and we staff people there. So, but now when you see 30% and increasing to 40% and maybe in the future even more, then you do have to shift your resources, your infrastructure. You have to build infrastructure to support the vote by mail voters. And um, so we are advocating for voters who are we're realizing we're shifting our voting patterns. So that's one of the reasons why we're you know, petitioning the board of election to increase their support and build infrastructure to support voters who choose to vote by mail. And in terms of security, we never, Buck's Voice has never said security is an issue, all right? Because as the commissioners of Bob Harvey, the chair of Board of Election, and Diane Marsegli had said, other states and even other counties in Pennsylvania, um, to a certain extent, I'm, I'm sort of shocked. They trust voters. 
we are uh, at the last board of election meeting. There's so much discussion about security of the uh, of the drop boxes. It sounded like the Bucks County's voters are one of the most mischievous or devious or have ill intent that we have to pile on extreme security. And even a DA, Mark, uh, 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 Matt Weintraub, found four cases in the primary or some infraction, but there were no criminal intent. So as we advocate for voters for us to support their rights, I'm thinking that let's not jump on the bandwagon about voter fraud, right? Because nationwide, we've talked about that, and we have not seen any cases. And last year, everybody was under tremendous scrutiny about voter fraud, and we have found nothing. So I would rather, Chris, we don't talk about voter fraud. We don't talk about heightened uh, security. I think that's we're just playing into something that does not exist. Well, Chris, that's my comment. Right, right. <laughs> well, I I think that I mean the discussion though I think is going to I mean we're we're going to have security at these drop boxes in November second as a condition of the board of elections uh, expanding to it up to a total of eleven drop boxes. Um, so I guess from there, is it fair to say that? by adding the election security that we've already played into that sort of the, the fears of unfounded voter fraud well i think um you were asking what buck's voice's position was on security and i said we have never stated that we need extreme security oh right 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 yes no, no that, that wasn't that wasn't right. my point your your buck's voices has said the the opposite Right. So it's up to the right. It's up to the commissioners and the board of election chose to to exercise their decision to put in security. That's you know their prerogative. I'm just saying that we are not in support of that, but you know we are happy that we have additional dropouts. Well, uh, commissioners, I guess that uh, turns it over to to you um, and uh, Commissioner Dijeral. I know you might uh, want to speak on this because. You've had concerns about uh, security. Um, now you, you you haven't had expressed any doubts about the validity of the uh, the election. You've been very clear about that. Um, but you you have expressed a, a that there's a, at least a concern that these drop boxes need to be manned or or under a camera. Uh, can you tell me? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what your your, your thoughts behind that? Why why yeah, sure, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And, and, and again, as you said, I've been very, very clear that the election of 2020 and our primary here in 2021, uh, as far as Bucks County goes, and, I, and I'm going to say this for the rest of the state of Pennsylvania, that those elections have been secure, they've been fair, the people that won the elections have won legitimately, and uh, I think our Board of Election here in Bucks County just has done a phenomenal job, especially with what we have to work with and what the rules that we're trying to follow in making sure these elections are safe, secure, free, and fair. Uh, they've just done a terrific job, and uh, I, I've been very clear about that. Uh, 
as far as the Board of Election meeting last week and the issue of added drop boxes and uh, security, uh, I know Bonnie has done a good job. She's very passionate about what she does. And I very, very much appreciate that. And my favorite saying is democracy at work. And I think this is a perfect example of democracy at work. And Bonnie talked about uh, our district attorney being present at the meeting and making a presentation. And uh, what we voted on as far as the security goes for the drop boxes are only the recommendations made by our district attorney. Now, Bonnie was correct. There were only a few examples of things, irregularity that happened at the drop boxes that the district attorney investigated. I believe there were actually four of them. And the issue here with these drop boxes is that according to the law here in Pennsylvania, you are only allowed to put your mail in ballot in the drop box. You cannot bring anybody else in ballot with you and put them in the drop box yourself. You're only allowed to put your mail in ballot in the drop box. And I think that is the biggest issue as far as security goes. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's a concern of some people that, you know, there's going to be what they call this ballot harvesting, where one person goes and collects a lot of different ballots from a lot of different people and deposits them in the drop box. So the law says you're only allowed to put your mail-in ballot in the drop box. And the district attorney's recommendation was that there be security at the drop boxes. His actual recommendation was that Either we have a uh, a security personnel like a sheriff or a board of election personnel that's stationed in front of the drop box at a table and just letting the voters know before they arrive that they're only allowed to put their, they're not checking for identification. You know, they're, they're just letting the people know you can only put your ballot in the drop box. So the motion that I made and you know, I I actually see I actually see nothing wrong with this. I mean, you know, we're not again, we're not checking security, we're not trying to get in people's way. We just want to let them know that they can only put their ballot in the drop box, and that's the reason for the security. And uh, you know, I, I I don't see any reason why it's going to interfere with anybody or be a burden on anybody. It is going to be an added cost to the county. Uh, because we're going to have to pay these people. Uh, but I, I think the money that we're going to spend on this security is well worth it. I made the motion. Uh, my my two colleagues uh, and, and Commissioner Marseglia said in the, uh, you know, we, she wanted to be bipartisan. So the, the vote was three nothing to add the security. So, uh, you know, I, I think it, it's going to relieve concerns with some people. And uh, I think that's a good thing because, uh, boy, when you look around, I mean, it, there, there, there's just too much discussion about the elections. And, uh, and I, I, I wish, I wish, and this is just one issue, this drop boxes. I wish we could get some, some 
certainty from Harrisburg, the legislature and the governor working together to put issues like the drop boxes in statute. So we know what we need for security. We know how many we're allowed to have. I think that's really important. And uh, I know Senator Sanistero's there. So I hope before November election that uh, the, the governor and the Democrats and the Republicans can get together and uh, pass a bill in Harrisburg that will will make will make uh, it easier for us in the county and holding these elections. So I, I hope that happens, and 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 maybe Steve can address that a little bit. But uh, uh, there there is not after after the bill was vetoed up in Harrisburg by the governor, there wasn't a didn't seem to be a whole lot of uh, of uh, words of compromise coming out of uh, either side on that issue. Well, Senator, what about it? Uh, the House and the uh, State Senate is out of session until September, I believe, isn't it? That's correct, Chris. So uh, what is... Uh, well, you have your bill in there right now to uh, up the number of drop boxes. Uh, excuse me, was it one, one for every 30,000? 20,000. 20,000 residents. 20, 20, so, so let me, uh, if I may, Chris, let me, let me jump in. Um, first of all, it's good to see everyone this morning. Um, uh, I... Uh, I think when it comes to elections, we should be guided by really one principle, and that is to make voting easier for people across our state. Uh, you know, we have historically in Pennsylvania and throughout the United States had very low percentages of voter turnout, except for in presidential elections, as we saw last year. Um, I know all of us have put our names on the ballot and run, whether it's Gene, Bob, or, or me. Uh, that's always an issue. Every time we run, we're always trying to increase turnout and we hope that people vote. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is we still have a system that's very restrictive and um, is not accommodating to increasing turnout. Um, early in the year, uh, the uh, president pro tem lieutenant, uh, Jake Corman, decided that they were going to create a bipartisan special committee to look into last year's election and to look into voting uh, reform issues generally. That committee met a number of times throughout the late winter and uh, early spring. And we had a number of witnesses come before us, people from out of uh, the state, people within the state. Um, we had election officials, Democrats and Republicans alike. In fact, it was evenly divided uh, between the two. Uh, from Utah, which is a red state, obviously, from Florida, which is, I guess, a purple state, but um, now has a Republican governor, and from uh, Colorado, a more blue state. And you know what they all agreed on, Democrat and Republican alike? Number one, as Gene said earlier, last year's election was free of fraud, and the, and the results were accurate, and Joe Biden was, in fact, elected president of the United States. And two, there is very little voter fraud. And this issue of security, uh, in many ways, is largely a non-issue. Most of the states, when it comes to drop boxes, what they will have is probably a video camera um, to monitor the box, to make sure that no one is trying to damage the box uh, or the contents of it. Um, very few actually have uh, a person standing there on a regular basis because, frankly, it's just it's just not not needed. Many of the states, including Florida, 
Colorado. Florida now, of course, as we know, has enacted a more restrictive uh, voting uh, voting law. Um, actually, have a number, you know, many many drop boxes, but as importantly, if not more importantly, they have early voting to give uh, people the opportunity to go to a, a specified location uh, days and many times weeks before the election and actually cast their ballot. And, and this, this is true in Florida, and it's the reason why we had a result on election night in Florida, um, they allow for what we call the pre-canvassing of votes uh, long before election so that, that the voting officials are able to actually uh, process the ballots, not yet count them, but process them so that on election night, they're able to come up with a tally very quickly. And I know that's something that our Bucks commissioners, all three of them, support. Uh, I have a bill that would allow the counties to do that 21 days prior to election day. And I think if that were passed, for example, um, we would have results on election night, and that would give people a lot more confidence in the outcome of the vote. Uh, what happened last year and what enabled uh, people with a less than um, pure motive, I'll say, to claim that there was widespread fraud and the result wasn't uh, as, as has been reported, is because there was a delay in counting all these mail-in votes, because states like Pennsylvania did not give boards of elections the ability to pre-campus, um, we had to wait in many cases days and, and some states weeks to get the final tally. And that just played into this narrative that somehow there was fraud. There wasn't. The votes were counted. They were counted fairly. Uh, officials at the Bucks Board of Elections, as well as the other 66 counties in, in Pennsylvania, did a great job in doing that. They did yeoman's work under very difficult circumstances, in some cases uh, under threat of intimidation from uh, supporters of former President Trump. So we need to give them that authority. Uh, we need to um, give the authority for counties to do full early voting. Um, I think we should uh, give um, the authority to have uh, mail-in ballots sent directly to everybody, and they can choose to return them that way or vote in person. Either one is fine. Um, but the problem with that bill that Gene talked about was it also included a number of things which were not designed to make it easier for people to vote. In fact, they were designed to make it harder. Uh, one of them was the um, voter ID which We passed in the legislature a decade ago. The courts ruled unconstitutional. And um, shortly after it was passed, the former Speaker of the Pennsylvania House, Mike Terzai, was caught on tape at a, um, at a fundraiser uh, right before the presidential election in 2012. We passed that voter ID law to prevent Barack Obama from getting reelected. Now, that didn't work. And ultimately, the idea was thrown out. I would be more inclined to be okay with voter ID if someone could just point to one piece of evidence, one example of voter fraud where it is an issue, where someone's trying to vote. It's not really that person. They're trying to assume someone else's identity. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so, you know, we need to focus on making it easier, not harder, not putting up these, these straw man arguments that ultimately are designed um, to prevent real reform. Um, and I think that's that's really what the focus of our effort ought to be. And, you know, on this issue of one person on ballot at the Dropbox, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, if they, they call someone with a bunch of ballots, taking them to the Board of Elections, a mailman. Okay. <laughs> 
it, it's uh, the, the state law needs to be reformed on, on lots of different levels. And I, I sympathize with our counties uh, like Gene and Bob and Diane because, um, you know, it, there's a lot more we need to do and we need to get past this logjam. I do think there's an opportunity for bipartisan cooperation, but, um, you know, we have to, we should go by the evidence that comes before, before us, such as those witnesses and, uh, and those hearings that I described earlier. Commissioner Harvey, I, I, I know that you have some, some thoughts on, on the election uh, security issue from uh, last week's meeting. Um, yeah, what, what, um, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, for, I remember that uh, part of it was either you or Commissioner Marseglia had said, if, if nothing else, this will be a test um, that we don't need security of the upcoming election. Um, can you expand on that? Uh, make sure I'm right about that, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for... for inviting us to be part of this uh any any kind of information we can give out to people uh the better uh this is a new system for pennsylvania in terms of, of this level of mail-in ballot but most pennsylvanians you know we've had mail-in ballots for decades and decades and decades we just called them absentee ballots but they were essentially mail-in ballots uh, you know you applied for one because you couldn't make polls that day because of the illness we were going to be away you had that ballot mailed to you, you filled it out, you sent it back. Uh, the first time I voted uh, was by mail because I was at college. So the idea that mail-in ballots are new in Pennsylvania is completely untrue. Um, obviously, now what we have is no excuse mail-in balloting, thanks to Accident 7. And so there's more of it happening. Uh, but it's essentially the same process. You know, you're choosing to apply for mail-in ballot. Um, I think for a lot of people, they, you know, and, and this is where the part that bothers me, I think that, you know, in, in this country, we just turned 246 years old. Uh, but, you know, we're still an experiment in a lot of ways. You know, can, you know, can this kind of democracy work? The only way it works is if there's trust. There's trust in each other and there's trust in the systems that we have around us that make, make this country work at the local, county, state, federal level. Obviously, we know there's a lot of problems with trust, but I think a lot of those problems have been generated by people who are really exploiting uh, the lack of knowledge people have, um, and I find that you know incredibly disturbing. I think there are far too many people, elected officials, and others uh, who are exploiting people's uh, ignorance about how things work and trying to stoke fears and stoke division. Uh, and they're eroding that trust, which is the foundations of this country. And I, and I say that seriously. This is, you know, in my mind, this is this is a, a very close to an existential threat to this country. That if we don't stop this kind of process, we're we're in serious trouble. Um, when people vote in the United States of America, in Pennsylvania, and in states around the country, and you know, certainly Gene has said this, and I and I've applauded him before, and I'll do it again right now. Uh, you know, for for standing up and and you know is one of the few, quite frankly, who I've heard from his party talk about how fair and free the elections have been and secure in Bucks County in Pennsylvania. Steve has said that um, the last two Republican presidents have commissioned studies into voter fraud, and neither of them found any evidence of widespread voter fraud, uh, you know, or, or much at all, And quite frankly. Uh, and so the fact that, you know, the idea that, oh, there's this widespread voter fraud is, is a lie. Um, so it's, it, you know, the issue we have here is to try and rebuild this trust. Um, 
what we're doing, I think, with by having people standing at the ballots uh, at the mail-in boxes, um, it's it certainly, in my opinion, it's unnecessary. I don't, we don't need it. Uh, if you've applied for mail-in ballot, you've had to provide information that that only you should have to identify yourself. Um, it's compared to a database that the Board of Elections has to make sure that everything matches up properly. Uh, you're mailed that ballot. Uh, you fill it out properly, put it in the secrecy envelope, seal it, sign the return envelope, date the return envelope, send it back. If you're a registered voter in Bucks County and you've done everything you're supposed to do, that ballot is that envelope rather is scanned multiple times uh, to make sure that it's a legitimate envelope before it's even opened. Uh, it's compared to various databases before it's ever opened. And then uh, and then once all of that check has gone through on election day, when we're allowed to open them, and we do need pre-canvassing, uh, like pretty much every other state in the country has, it does this. Uh, and most of the states uh, in the United States of America have mail-in ba- uh, balloting. Then and only then are the ballots actually counted. Um, the instances of fraud that, uh, that were discovered from the November election uh, there were two instances that the district attorney prosecuted were both instances of people who had tried to mail back ballots uh, from relatives of theirs who were deceased, who had applied for mail-in ballots, passed away before the ballots. They, could, they had a chance to fill them out. Th- that this per- these two people filled them out and sent them back. Um, and both of them were caught literally at the first stage. Literally, when those envelopes came in, they were scanned and immediately flagged. Um, we still haven't even opened them. We have no idea who the two people tried to vote for uh, with these with these ballots from their from their deceased relatives. The system worked, uh, and it was our staff, the Board of Elections, who caught it, uh, brought it to the attention of the Board of Elections, uh, and we then directed our solicitor to give it over to the district attorney, who did the investigation uh, and, and announced prosecutions of those people this past spring. Uh, that's just, that's the way the system was designed to work, and it worked perfectly. Um, if having people at the ballot box, at the drop boxes, I could say in November helps educate them a little bit about you can only drop in your own ballot because some people don't necessarily know that yet. Um, fine. That, if it's an educational component, I think that makes sense. Uh, I, I still concerned about uh, the, the money we're going to be spending. All those people I think, use it for better ways. Uh, but I voted in favor, but only really for that reason, because I know that the election security issue isn't isn't really something that uh, that falls into. Place. Um, you know, I, I think about the idea that um, you know, in, in the cases that the district attorney found in in May that he chose not to prosecute, um, which makes me wonder how serious they could be. Uh, you know, he found that they were, I believe, all of them in cases of spouses carrying their 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 significant others ballot because they just thought one of them had the chance to carry both of them and just put them out. Legitimate ballots, legitimate voters. Um, you know, and what's, what's next? If that's not you know something that we're able to do, what's next? How's it different than if my wife and I want to vote in person? Do we have to drive separately? Uh, if I'm driving uh, the car for two of us to go vote in person, is that, you know, isn't that almost the same as if she just said, oh, by the way, can you take my ballot with you to go to the post office? Because uh, I, I, I you know, it's just easier. Um, it's just you know we, need, we really need to have a bigger discussion about this uh, Act 77 and the reforms. But it's part of this larger discussion about trust and about stopping the big lie uh, that the election was stolen and that the widespread voter fraud everywhere. It's simply not true.
And, and, and Chris, if I, if I can add to that, because I, I agree completely, completely with what Bob just said. Just yesterday, uh, one of our more um, radical colleagues in the state Senate, uh, Senator Doug Mastriano from, I believe, York County, um, he's the chair of the Intergovernmental Affairs Committee uh, on which I serve. And he um, made it known that he's going to seek a forensic audit of um, the election in Pennsylvania last year. Now, leaving aside for a moment that that committee doesn't have the authority and the jurisdiction over elections to be able to do that, it is another example of the perpetuation of this big lie. And um, that is, as Bob said, dangerous to our ability to maintain our democracy because everything everything really is built on the, the voting system and the stability of the vote, and people have to have confidence. Um, that it is free and fair, and it and it has been. Um, and last year was no exception, despite the fact that we had this expanded mail-in ballot, because that's, as Bob said, that's probably the best way to describe it uh, compared to what historically was, was the case. Um, but, it, but getting back to this idea of having someone at the poll, the other piece of it that I think is problematic is um, very often um, it's, it's someone from the sheriff's office, it's someone who's in a in a law enforcement um, uniform. Uh, and for some, some segments of the community, that can be an intimidation factor. Uh, and I think that's something you have to be mindful of as well. You know, when you go to vote in Raleigh, it's just fellow citizens who are volunteering their time at the polls um, in a very, very difficult job for a long, long day um, to make this system work. Uh, and I think we have to understand the distinction there too. I think that's an important thing. Yeah. And, and, and I, think, I do think, I'm sorry, Chris, just to, just to add on to something that Steve said, I, when we do have people at the, the drop box, they will be board of elections uh, staff. Uh, they will not be uh, uniformed pair of deputies. So that's great. That's good. Yep. Could I jump in here, Chris? Uh, sure, sure. I was going to go to Bonnie next after that. Yeah, that's fine. I, and maybe just. Move on from the drop boxes uh, for just a, a moment on an issue that's really important to the counties, uh, not only Bucks but uh, but but around the state. Uh, and that is this issue of uh, being able to pre-canvas the mail-in and absentee ballots. And uh, what what that actually means is uh, right now we are only allowed to start to open the envelopes and scan the ballots on election day. So that created, I don't know, disaster is the right word back in the November election of 2020, uh, because we were three days after the election before we could give a, a vote total out. And that is just not fair to the people who are running for election. And it's just absolutely not fair to the people who are voting because we're used here in Pennsylvania to knowing the results of our election on election night. And I think that's the way it should be. Now, there's a lot of discussion up in Harrisburg. Again, I mean, and this has to be a change that's made by the legislature with the governor's signature. Uh, right now, and, and I was very, very happy to see it done, the, the chair of the Senate, uh, the majority chair of the Senate State Government Committee, which has the authority over elections, introduced a bill 
that would give the county the ability to pre-canvas. Uh, I believe that was five days before election. Steve, am I right about that? Yeah, that's Dave, that's Dave Albert. I think he, his yep. was five. Yep. Yeah, five days, which would be, I know Steve Bill has said 21 days. I would be okay with that. Uh, but five days for us here in Bucks County, I think that would be a sufficient enough time. Mm -hmm. And again, that would give us the ability to open the envelopes, to scan the ballots. It would not let us tabulate the ballots. We would not be able to tabulate the count until the polls close on election day at eight o'clock. But that would give us the ability to be ready to tabulate the ballots, which we could do pretty quickly once we scan them when the polls close at eight o'clock. Now, Dave, I give him a lot of credit. Dave Argle, Senator Argle, he introduced that bill. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of other issues that are out there, but he not only had the pre-scanning, but he moved the date back to apply for a mail-in ballot a week. So it would be two weeks before the election. Now, I'm on the governor's task force, the state task force that is looking at election reform. And I am also on the CCAP, the County Commissioners Association Task Force, looking at a election reform. And both of those groups, they are our two top priorities. I mean, I wish there were a way that 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 there could be a compromise here to get that bill passed and get the governor's signature on it. That would really help us all out here in all the counties across Pennsylvania. And then and coming back in September and then maybe start working together on some of these other issues. I think that makes all the sense in the world. And, uh, you know, I wish that could happen before the November election. I think that would be a really, really good thing. Yeah, Chris, and if, I'm, if I can jump in here, I, I think there is room for bipartisan compromise on issues like that. As Gene said, you know, my bill, uh, uh, Senate Bill 599, would require, would allow 21 days to pre canvass but I would be willing to accept a, a shorter period of time if um, we could we could make it, you know, the, the bill actually move and get it to the governor's desk. Um, you know, I think one thing we've heard from the elections officials across Pennsylvania, again, Democrat and Republican alike, was that they had no problem with a pre-canvassing period that allows the counties the time they need uh, to get it done. Now, you know, Bucks could probably get it done in five days, which Gene said, maybe a county like Philadelphia with more voters needs more time. I don't know. But let's have that discussion and let's see if we can if we can reach a compromise. I'm pretty confident that we could um, if a bill like that were to move. Yeah. Bonnie, um, as we've uh, said here, we've heard from the, the elected officials um, as, as someone, um, I guess, more closely representing the, the voters here, this panel, what um well well what are your thoughts on on everything that's been said so far? I have a couple of comments. One is that uh, for media people like you, I would encourage you in terms of the headline. Don't say security. Don't say you know we're concerned about security, voter fraud, whatever. The headline today, from what Bob Harvey is saying, from what Steve is saying, from what Gene is saying, is we should have trust. The institution. The system works, right? It can be improved, but in terms of the voting uh, integrity, it's there. So that should be the headline to, you know, so because we, we need to 
stamp. We can say the negative because it doesn't exist. We have to say the system does work. We need to improve it at the back end in terms of pre-campaigning and what have you. So that's one thing I would strongly encourage the media, especially Chris, when you're writing these headlines, to say the system works, right? So we don't need to waste resources on things that we don't need. Um, that's one thing. The second thing is that, um, and I, I, I sort of miss having Gene back in Harrisburg because you're sort of like a voice of reason, right? You're a very rational person and you really were the epitome of bipartisan. So I actually suggested to Chris today, I said, why don't you invite Shelby Labs or even like someone like, like Megan Schroeder or Todd Polachek, Wendy Thomas, because, you know, whether it was by mistake or, what have you, or by omission, they actually signed the letter doubting the the integrity of the election. So have them come on this show and and talk about where they stand now and if they would support um, a bipartisan bill to do pre-canvassing, to improve the vote, the Act 77. So, uh, because here we are preaching to choir, all four of us would agree on what we need to do, but they're the people who need to vote in the House bill. Right. And they are, you know, a majority of the Bucks County state representative. So that's my comment about those two things. All right. Well, we're down about uh, 37 minutes here. That's about all the time we have for today. I want to thank everybody here for joining us to discuss these issues here. I think it's very important. Uh, be sure to check out uh, more on this topic at Bucks, uh, the CourierTimes.com and the Intel.com. That's the Intel with two L's. You can find more of our podcasts on our websites, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.